Welcome back to another edition of the Rewind That Tape podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cash. And I'm Jay Probs. And today, as always, we got our daily recaps. And uh, we're going to be covering three sports today, starting off with FC Barcelona and winger Usman Dembele has accepted a five-year contract offer from Paris Saint-Germain. He has given his green light for PSG to make a move, and um, he's more than likely going to be a PSG player. What was your initial take on this? I mean, Barcelona spent half of what they got in return for Neymar on Dembele, and now they're selling Dembele to the same club Neymar's at right now. So what was what's your initial take on this on this deal by uh, Barcelona? Yeah, I, I think for Barca, um, I don't know. I feel like Dembele was probably one of your better players. He was the, the attacking threat on the wing. He had the speed, the creativity. Um, when he was healthy, he played such a big part of that attacking force with Lewandowski and Rafinha. So I feel like losing him is definitely going to hurt. But now that the the um, the buyout clause is up to like hundred million dollars, I feel like it is more feasible that Barcelona can reinvest that money. I mean, I've heard Joao Cancelo's name pop up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and so if you're Barcelona, you're like, if he does leave, you you have money and you can now go after some some players that before you probably would you wouldn't have been able to just because of the financial regulations in place on Barcelona specifically. And so it could be a boon in disguise um, as because it's going to hurt to lose Dembele, obviously, especially yeah. to PSG. But it could possibly a boon, be a boon if they are able to get a few more quality players into the squad. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. I feel like um, mentioning how the release clause since PSG was unable to get a, a deal done today, the release clause has now increased from 50 million euros to 100 million euros. So it, it definitely gives Barcelona uh, financial flexibility. But yeah, I think Dembele's health is, is definitely a huge concern. I mean, it's practically every season since he's he's joined that Barcelona squad from Borussia Dortmund. He's been injured um, for a, a major part of the season. And I think, you know, I kind of look back to um, in, in the NBA, I mean, Paul George, I get I get these are two different sports to compare, but, you know, if a team's looking to trade for Paul George, he's always got a pretty massive contract like Dembele, and you take a risk there with that injury, um, injury history, you know, that he's mm-hmm. not going to be available for at least 20% of the season, and, and that's – it would be – good for fans to hear that he's only going to miss 20% of the season. But at the end of the day, if, if Barcelona, I mean, excuse me, Paris Saint-Germain, if they're able to have Dembele and Neymar pair up on the wings, and obviously we don't know who's going to be up top, you know, that could potentially be Mbappe, could potentially be Dusan Vlahovic, um, Harry Kane maybe even. So yeah. there's a lot of options, but... Um, if those two are able to, you know, stay healthy for majority of the season, um, they they definitely be up amongst some of the best in in the world. Yeah, for sure. I think that that point is specifically. I think yeah, PSG 
would have arguably one of the better better squads. I think that the Messi kind of situation didn't work out. Um, but like you said, they'd have two, three of the best attackers in the world. And I think that you could feasibly see them, especially with some of the changes that they've been starting to make, bringing in depth, trying to, to remake the squad and build it from the ground up, get some more depth, like I said, and get some quality players in there instead of going star chasing. I think um, as important, we can see if they've made enough progress, possibly they could be competing for Champions League or if they do all sell it all with, with Mbappe. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like only time will tell. Um, obviously, like you said, Dembele's injury history um it's massive it, yeah it's massive if he gets injured again it all goes all goes kaput i mean there's nothing else that psg they really are looking at then a situation where you kind of have to sell and bop it because the whole season you're not you're not really realistically looking at you're not winning much with neymar and bop and then nothing else behind you that's right cool. yeah and they're also on the verge of losing uh, Marco Verratti to Saudi Arabian club mm-hmm. Al-Hilal, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're stacking up on players and uh, my Texas Rangers are doing the same thing here. Uh-huh. It's been, it's been uh, quite the trade deadline for them acquiring starting pitcher Max Scherzer as well as Jordan Montgomery more recently for the, from the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, with Jacob deGrom out this season, I thought, you know, I thought this front office was just going to look to play it out with the young guys and, you know, obviously look to make the playoffs, but um, with no with no intention to win the World Series. But now you trade for two pitchers who make this, make this team, like, have, in my opinion, probably the best pitching depth in the league, um, hmm. bringing in Scherzer and Montgomery – to me, this shows they're, they're they're going all in. They're here to win the World Series this year, even if it's without Jacob Degrom, and um, they they mean business. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think they do. There are solid solid pitchers on this roster before the deadline, but I mean, bringing in Scherzer, Montgomery, those are star level pitchers um, that you throw into game one game two of those high level um playoff games and if we've we if we've seen anything that's exactly what you need to world win a world series you need those high level starters um i mean we've saw with the obviously more specifically comes the astros one of the best pitching staffs i mean through the heydays when they had zach cranky garrett cole justin verlander mm-hmm. all those guys and that's kind of what you see teams trying to replicate because you need a star-studded um, pitching staff like that to compete. Who can, to, uh, who can eat up six innings in a game seven of a World Series, or game six, or a elimination game? Uh, yeah, and so that's that's kind of exactly who the Rangers picked up. That they got Scherzer, who is one of the best pitchers in the league still, even if he has gone a little little old, older. Um, he is still one of the the best pitchers in the league. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's a big money move for the Rangers and it's, it's a sign that they want to contend. They see the, the progress the team has been making and they, they push in all the right buttons in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, um, 
I, I feel like Scherzer obviously winning the World Series with the Washington Nationals four mm-hmm. years back, I believe. It's huge because he's been in those situations, those pressured situations. And more recently, I mean, he's played for one of the most harsh fan bases in the league, which is for the Mets. I mean, every time yeah. you step down for that team, I mean, it, there's always extra pressure just due to the fact that with that roster they had, they, they needed to be winning and they weren't. So I yeah. feel like, you know, that anger he might have from not being able to get the job done with the Mets, just that frustration to finally um, kind of have a fresh start. It, it, it will be huge for this Rangers team, obviously in a tight battle with the Astros for that AL West lead, getting Scherzer brings way a lot more consistency. Um, and I, I think it would just help them massively, you know, not lose series that they should be winning, like, you know, dropping series to the Nationals, uh, to the Rockies, you know, things like that. I, I think Scherzer helps take care of business with this team. And um, I think this these two moves, for me, solidify the Rangers winning the division. But it, it's, it's a dogfight right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a dogfight. And so... That's why the Rangers got got both of these guys. Um, like you said, it's to keep the rotation depth, to keep the players' um, team from from losing games that they shouldn't be. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's exactly because you're looking at the Astros and you see they're getting healthier. Jordan's coming back, Altuve's coming back, and it's about to get like they're catching up really quickly. And if the Rangers can't just sit pat, if they just sat pat, you know the Astros eventually would have caught up to them. They're just on a hot streak right now. They won seven four to, uh, last night, and they're they're coming. And the the Rangers needed to make a move, and they did. They responded um, with these two big moves, and yeah, they're they're basically saying we're we're in this to compete. We are finally um, the Ash, Astros are getting a counterpart in the in the AOS, and so. It's, it's going to be a very entertaining fight because the Astros are a team, in my opinion, who maybe don't have that same depth, that same pitching depth as they used to. Um, and so they're going to they're gonna have – this is a weaker Astros team, I feel like, than we've seen before. Um, so it's all up to the Rangers, I feel like, to because they are in the driver's seat to close out the division and really take that first place um, and that playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, both rosters fully loaded right now, uh, healthy for the most part. So it doesn't get better than this in those last last, last few weeks, early, late September, early October. It's going to be huge. Um, but wanted to talk about what's been going on in the NFL, specifically surrounding Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Uh, recently, Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts, made a few negative comments surrounding the Zoom meetings uh, that running backs had, I believe, called it immature uh, and had a few other words to say about it. And just as you know, a couple of days later, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts requests a trade. Um, it's just been a whole lot of drama. He's now reportedly had an injury. Um, but to Taylor's truth, this, there's been no injury. He, he says he hasn't been injured come out on Twitter, said there's no back injury, sources are wrong, sat out of practice mm-hmm. today, and uh, he might not be getting paid this year if the Colts decide and put him on the 
non-injured list, I believe, or no player injured list, something like that. Yeah. What do you yeah, think I of think... all the drama? I mean, he he's a talented running back, but I, I don't know. I feel like you're as a player, you can't be bigger than the team. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I feel like the um, the Colts. I mean, Jonathan Taylor really he was arguably he was their 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 offense. I mean, he produced one of the best running seasons um, in a while. He's basically replicating what we've seen from Derrick Henry before, and the Colts, even though they don't have they even though they drafted Anthony Richardson, they don't have a a solidified bona fide like star quarterback um and so you you in in a sense you want taylor there at least for the first few years of richardson's career provide that safety blanket and now you're kind of throwing it away i think it's a situation that the colts could have probably handled better um a situation like the giants handled with saquon um you do not in my opinion i don't think you go and bash taylor publicly the running backs kind of you don't um put I, I don't know i feel like this um this putting him on the not fo- non-football injury list is just it's kind of crazy um especially when taylor's saying he doesn't have an injury it's kind of like you just don't want to pay him and you're forcibly put you forcibly take him off your team and you're not trading him i, I don't know i i feel like it's it's crazy, especially when they're valuing him at first round value, and yet they're not paying him the money that you'd see from someone with a first round valuation. Yeah, obviously, he's been a huge part of that offense. Um, but and I I I agree. I, I think that Ursay's comments he didn't need to make them, but at the end of the day, he he said he stated those weren't not directed at Jonathan Taylor. And um, while Taylor wants to be paid, I just feel like you can't be can't be bigger than the team. We see this happen a lot: players holding out, requesting trades. And I'm just I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it. But um, you know, once Taylor comes back from injury, he's likely to still be on that Colts team. And they just lost backup running back Zach Moss with for I believe four to six weeks. Uh, so. They're they're really gonna need Taylor, and regardless of Taylor mm-hmm. likes it a lot, yeah. to like likes it or not, um, he's gonna have to end up being on that field for for that Indianapolis Colts team. Yeah, for sure. I think um, they they do need him on the field, um, and in my opinion, it's gonna figure itself out hopefully. Um, but I don't know. I think it could possibly. I think there is a slightest possibility that it could blow up even more than it has and really be a serious issue where like Taylor is trying to get traded, trying to play at least. Um, and just the Colts are not letting him play and it could kind of, kind of blow up. I feel like, um, I could see that happening, but at the same time, as a business. If it, if it's losing or say any kind of money, he's going to put a stop to, it. he's going to try and tag Taylor, try to do one year contract or something like that. Um, and get him back on the field, which I think is, like you said, going to happen um, and is probably the best thing that could happen for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, seeing him and Anthony Richardson pair up would be big, but um, it's all up to that guy and if he wants to be paid in the this upcoming season. But that, that's going to wrap it up today for the Rewind That Tape podcast. 
thank you guys for listening to this episode. We're gonna have a lot more a lot more episodes coming up from talking about training camp, uh summer transfer window in soccer, and yep. uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty in the NFL or excuse me, MLB season soon, but Keep tuning in, uh, DM us, message us if you got, have any suggestions. We're on Instagram at Rewind That Tape, TikTok at Rewind That Tape, and Twitter, or I guess now it's called X at Rewind <laughs> underscore tape. Uh, we're, we're on every platform, so check us out, and uh, we appreciate you once again for joining us. Peace. Peace.